Moncrief on News Talk. Now, the Oxford English Dictionary has just announced its word of the year, and the word is riz. What? To explain what it means, we're joined by Fiona McPherson, Senior Editor at the OED. Good afternoon, Fiona. Good afternoon. So, uh, riz, is it just, does it mean the same as charisma? Uh Sort of, but not quite. It means style, charm or attractiveness or the ability to attract a romantic partner. So it's got a lot in common with uh, charisma, but it's not quite the same. Okay. so and, and could you give us an example how you'd use it in a sentence? Yeah, well, you might say, have you got riz? You might say so and so has riz or they've got riz to spare or something like that. Right. Just okay. As you might use charisma, uh, you know, in the same kind of structure, but. Yeah. And and uh, this was uh, from a short list of eight words that, that yeah. had been chosen. What other words were on that list? Well, we had some words that maybe aren't quite so uh, uh, unusual. Uh, prompt was one of the words. Uh, I think AI, 2023 has definitely been the year of AI. I think it would be safe to say with it, you know, becoming more apparent and how its role it's going to play in our lives. And a prompt is an instruction that you give to an AI program, uh, which will determine the the material that you get back. So it's the question, I suppose, Mm. that you ask it. And we liked that because it's an AI word, but it's one that kind of centres on the human part of it because there's human agency there. It's not about is AI taking over the world? Is you know are we all doomed and are we all going to you know not have any jobs or anything to do because AI is doing it all for us? Instead, it kind of focuses on the human aspect of it, which is asking the question in order to get the material back. So it was quite a, a slightly different spin on it. Which um, which which we liked and prompt, obviously not a new word at all by no. any stretch of the imagination, but a slightly new sense development of it, which you know English English language does a lot of. Yes. Uh, now, Swifty was another one that's that's pretty obvious what that means. Uh, a yes. Situationship. <laughs> yes, situationship is kind of halfway between being in a relationship and not yet being in a relationship. So it's that in between <laughs> stage where you 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 know you're not quite sure. It's maybe not formal or established, but there's something there. It reminded me of when Facebook used to let you say, and maybe it still does, but uh, your relationship status was it's complicated. Kind of reminds me a little bit of that, or you know when you were young when you liked someone are you going out with them are you their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever you know you're not quite sure if you've reached that stage yet situationship that's a word to describe that very um that very stage okay. in a relationship so so describe for us the process of how you narrowed it down to eight words and then after that was it a public vote yeah, we we look on our corpus and our corpus is really just it's a database, which is a collection of news material that we can get from mostly from Internet sources. Um, and I think there's 22 billion words in it now. So we can look and look at that and see which words we are seeing an increase in in one year, perhaps that didn't have such a big presence the year before anything that's, you know, increasing in usage. And we can look at that and then determine um, a selection of words which we can see that happening with. And that's what we did to get our eight words. And then we did ask the public to help us narrow it down to um, four finalists, I suppose. Um, and then we ch- we chose uh, from that, having another look at our corpus and and seeing what we thought about the, the different choices. Yeah. It, it, and a lot of these words, are they describing something that's new 
that you need a new word for? Or mm. are they describing something that already exists, but just in a slightly different way? I think it's a mixture of the two because, you know, people have always had charisma or style or attractiveness. Mm. So English is a really rich language. It may sound like that's just exactly the same word or as many words that we've already got the opportunity to use. But, you know, you would maybe use it in a slightly different way or a slightly different context. So it's always useful to have more than one word to describe something which maybe we could describe using alternative words. But in some cases, yeah, prompt... It's a word that already exists, but we needed something to refer to a specific development, if you like, or advancement in technology. Um, and yeah, when th- when new things emerge, we do have to have a word to describe it or to talk about it, whether that's a brand new word or whether we adapt an existing word. It just depends. Mm. But it, it can be used for, you know, we, we do both. Yeah, because I, I, I think we may have spoken to you that time, the, the, the goblin mode. Yes, that's uh, last year. Uh, yeah. w- w- was chosen. Now, I must say, I hadn't heard of Goblin Mode before then, and I haven't heard of it since. So, so <laughs> it is, it is sometimes, well, not all words, but some words that their kind of yeah. shelf life is quite limited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some words stick around, some words don't. Uh, you can't honestly second guess the ones that are, in a, and lift are going to stick around and we're going to be talking about in even six months time, never mind a year's time. Um, it really depends. Uh, but that's the beauty of word of the year. It doesn't need to be a word that's going to end up in our everyday lives forever and ever or even in a dictionary. You know, it can be a word that says hello and then leaves again quite quickly or mm. it can be one that sticks around. Um, but as I've just said, you cannot, don't ask, ever ask me to second guess how language is going to work because that's a, uh, it just, <laughs> it's too difficult. Yes. Because I, I suppose it's almost like linguistic. No, I suppose there you, you'd have situations where a specific term comes into wide usage, say during the pandemic, there was probably a few mm. examples of that. Mm. But then other words were, it's kind of like a fashion for a while or a linguistic yeah. fashion. Yeah, that can definitely happen. And you see that a lot with jargon words, for example, where you suddenly think everybody's saying this in a particular context, say business speak or that kind of thing. Um, And words will go in and out of fashion. A lot of the words that maybe we became really familiar with during the pandemic, some of them not new, some of them just specific contexts of words that we were already using, we maybe don't feel we need to use that anymore because things have moved on and developed, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, but if you looked back, you would see a massive spike in usage at that particular time. So words can definitely go through cycles like that. Um, uh, it just it just really depends on the state of the world and, and what we're having to talk about and what we're experiencing as to whether or not it remains more steady or, as, as you said, it just goes out of fashion suddenly because yeah. we, we're talking about something else or we've got another word mm. in use. It's the same thing. Uh, do these words... Are we talking about words that younger people would be using rather than, you know, you'll meet 50 year olds going, yo, look at your riz. Well, you might. You might. Um, no, with Riz, it certainly originated um, and is most commonly used by uh, the younger generation, 
<laughs> you can decide on how old those people might be or not. <laughs> and, it, and it's most it's most commonly used, certainly at the moment, in internet culture, I would say. Mm. It has broken out of that a little bit, though. That's where it originated, and it has seen more mainstream usage. And I think probably down to the fact there was a um, this year, there was an interview with Tom Holland, the actor, and he was asked whether he had Riz. And he said that he had no Riz whatsoever. He had limited Riz. And that was quite widely reported. So I think that it started at that point to kind of break free of just its initial its teens using it or just on the Internet and that kind of thing. But that's definitely where it started. But that's, again, not that unusual with language. You yeah. know, a lot of words will start off in a particular context used by a particular group of people and will either stay there or will break out and, and go more mainstream. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of cultural development where you would get a, a lot of words that specifically live online, mm. let's say. Is yeah. there, you know, a, 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 is there a critical mass there where you could go online and be, you know, speak normal English and then go, I have no idea what any of these people are talking about. <laughs> that does often happen. And some of the words that we sort of looked at as well, I, I've got to admit, even doing the job I do, I was like, OK, this is a new one on me as well. But that's not, again, necessarily that surprising. I'm not a teenager. I'm not spending my time doing, you know, the kind of things that teenagers do. Um, and yeah, it, 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 I think it's quite possible that you could go somewhere, read a paragraph, you know, somewhere on the internet, read a paragraph and say, well, I know those are words and they're made up of letters, but, uh, you know, they're not words that I would necessarily use um, myself or I don't recognise as being words I use myself. But again, that's okay. It's just language development. Um, and it's a new word. A word has to be used for the first time somewhere. Okay. Mm. So words that we are using now that maybe came into language, I don't know, in the 1800s, we don't think of them as new words. But I kind of like the idea that somebody then heard this word for the first time and thought, what's that? That's, yes. <laughs> never heard that word before. But of course, now completely embedded in the language and we, we just don't use an eyebrow. Is there an argument, though, that uh, uh, English words uh, like Riz that, that kind of have mm. more, more of their life online, that that's almost in moving in the direction of a, of a separate dialect? Well, yes, but then, you know, English language is full of separate dialects, whether that be words used only in a particular region. You probably can tell from my accent, I'm Scottish. So there's quite a, you know, there's quite a lot of words which... Maybe if you moved, if you kind of went outside of Scotland, you might not hear so much or they might be particularly, um, you know, alienating in, in terms of somebody not else not understanding what you mean. Um, that's always happened. It's just that this is a, a very specific context where these words are, are being used. But I don't think it's any different from, you know, other dialect language, slang language or even technical language. If you think about technical language, you're not going to use that unless you work within that sphere or you come into contact with that sphere. Um, your average person who doesn't isn't necessarily going to know what a lot of the terminology means. It's just a different aspect of that, I think. And it's all part of what makes English, the English language such a rich language. Well, Fiona, thank you so much for explaining that to us with so much obvious riz uh, while you did it. <laughs> uh, Fiona McPherson Thanks. is Senior Editor at the Oxford English Dictionary. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.